0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Morning with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you.
1: Good morning, you guys.
0: We are picking up with day six of our Holy Ambition devotional in the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description of the podcast if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, and then Tori's going to pick up with the devo.
1: Let's do it.
0: The scripture is John chapter 12, verse 24, and it says this, I tell you the truth, Unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone, but its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives.
1: The devotional is titled, A Personal Commitment. Discovering your holy ambition is a process. It's not enough to have a dislocated heart, a broken spirit, radical faith, and a strategic plan. The underlying essential condition that holds all the other things together is your personal commitment. A commitment is a pledge, a promise that you're going to hold to by the grace of God. It involves dedication, no matter the hurdles or resistance or setbacks. There will, I'll repeat that, there will be setbacks. In fact, your holy ambition journey likely will involve a death of the dream experience. John twelve twenty four says, Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Often what makes commitment stick is accountability among community, cooperation and coordination, a sense of belonging. Nehemiah's personal commitment was the glue that drew others. Nehemiah wasn't just in charge of the rebuilding of Jerusalem's wall. He was deeply involved. He galvanized people. Everyone who joined the outrageously difficult project was 100% committed to. Take a look at Nehemiah 3, the whole chapter. What do you notice? Nehemiah was giving credit left and right honoring the people who put in the labor from dawn to dark. Nehemiah understood the value of recognition and promoting cooperation. He also helped people recognize their common vision was greater than their individual differences. Where do you need to make a personal commitment? Are you willing to pay the price? Will your life make a difference? If so, then holy ambition has taken root in your life. The conditions are developing in you that will allow you to make a difference in the kingdom of God. The eyes of the Lord are indeed, quote, moving to and fro throughout the whole earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. Second Chronicles sixteen nine. God is looking for someone just like you. He will use you in a mighty way but the way will not be easy.
0: There's this quote that I really like. It's kind of a confusing quote, but I'll tell you guys about it. It's a quote that says, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. Mm -hmm. And the idea is, is that... Whenever you come to a place in life where you're going to make a decision on this way or that way or this person or that person or this food or that food, whatever it may be, you need to make a decision and you need to live in it and thrive in it. Because the second that you begin to doubt that the decision that you made was actually wrong is the moment that it becomes wrong. But if you continue to learn inside of your decision and commit to that decision, just like Nehemiah did, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's actually living in it and thriving in it. Yeah. He's he's being a leader. He's gathering people. He's he's mm-hmm. complimenting people. He's giving them plans. He's giving them help and support. Yeah. And he's like making sure that this is going to work. Right. And What we don't read about is how he was doubting the whole time, Mm -hmm. or he was mad at God the whole time, or or he was confused the whole time or worried. No, we read about his commitment to the plan that Mm -hmm. God had set before him, and that's why he was so successful with it.
1: Yeah, and I love how it talks about, and it warns you, like there is going to be setbacks and there will be attacks. And I think that it's funny, and I'm sure you've all heard this before, but like when you become a Christian, your life does not get easier. A lot of the time, it gets a lot harder because now there's a target on your back. The enemy says, oh, no, here's another warrior for the kingdom. That's not good for my plan. And so there will be attacks thrown at you. And as soon as you have this holy ambition rising up in you, your heart is broken for a cause. The Lord has given you vision. You've created a plan, and now you're committed to that plan that's going to scare the enemy. Like the enemy does not want to see you succeed because that is a victory for heaven. And so he is going to throw attacks at you. That's why when Chad was talking about yesterday, when Nehemiah's workers were working, they had a hammer in one hand and a sword in the other. Y'all, people were actively attacking them inside of what God had purposed them to do. And if they would have been saying, oh no, well, people are attacking me, I must be doing the wrong thing and start to allow worry and doubt and anxiety and fear to rise up in them, then they're not gonna be able to carry out their mission to fruition. And so I think it's just encouraging to hear this, that when attacks come, when setbacks come, when discouragement comes comes, it doesn't mean that we ourselves need to become discouraged. We just need to lean into God and ask for his strength to take over where our weakness is trying to come out.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And if it's okay, I'm actually going to read some scripture from Nehemiah so you guys can get a taste of this. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you just need to go read those first several chapters of Nehemiah. It's so good. It is. And I honestly, I can't stop reading it because it just captivates you so much. But I'm going to pick up with Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 1. Verses 4 through 5, verse 14 and verse 17. And it says this, Sanballat was very angry when he heard that they were rebuilding the wall. He flew into a rage and mocked God and the Jews. Jumping down to verse 4, Nehemiah prayed, Hear us, our God, for we are being mocked. May their scoffing fall back on their own heads and and may they themselves become captive in a foreign land. Do not ignore their guilt. Do not blot out their sins, for they have provoked you to anger here in front of the builders. And then down at verse 14, it says this, Then as I looked over the situation, I called together the nobles and the rest of the people and said to them, Don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your entire home. And then it says this, the leaders stationed themselves behind the people of Judah who were building the wall. The laborers carried on their work with one hand supporting their load and one hand holding a weapon.
1: Mm -hmm. And I
0: just, I love the tenacity of this group of people who Mm -hmm. are actively like praying against attacks and they have weapons to fend off attacks. Like this is real that we're gonna face. Mm -hmm. Like this is not just something for us to be like, oh no, God's got it, I'm gonna be fine. No, we need to be praying about this. We can't just live passively as if we don't have to live this active role in what God is doing. He is yeah. calling us to do this with him and we need to be right. praying for victory through him and we need to be making smart decisions on how we defend ourselves against the attacks. And of course, this yeah. could be for an onslaught of different meanings. Totally. I mean think about battling pornography. Mm-hmm. Are you doing what's necessary to stop watching that? Right. Think about struggling with gossip or envy or jealousy. Are you doing what's necessary through prayer and through actionable steps to stop that mm-hmm. Th- this strategy can be applied yeah in anything in our life but we need to have that commitment to it right and that's when we'll have victory amen you ready to praise on know
1: i am dear heavenly father lord we thank you for all that you're doing behind the scenes all i can think about right now is how you've prepared in advance So much for Nehemiah as we read this story, Lord. You prepared the king's heart, you prepared the land, you prepared the workers that he would be doing this with, Lord. You prepared it, and Lord, you're preparing things behind the scenes in our lives, Lord. But we know that we have a personal responsibility to prayer and to preparation, Lord. But we cannot do that without your strength, we cannot do that without your vision. Lord, so would you just fall afresh on us today? Would your Holy Spirit just awaken us that we would be so excited to battle for your cause? Lord, thank you for using us. It is an honor, it is a privilege, and we love you. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, God. Amen, God.
0: Amen, y'all, now is that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and maybe write out a commitment to the Lord.
1: Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And
0: don't forget that we love you.
1: We love you guys, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow.
0: Hasta luego.